Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to the Baseball America Fantasy Podcast. This is your host, Jeff Ponce of the Prospect Team, and I'm here, as always, with our lead fantasy analyst, Dylan White. Dylan, how's it going, man? I heard a rumor. You can confirm if it's true or not, but you were in first place in your Tout Wars League. Is that true? That is true. That is true. But it's a very it's very early in the season, halfway through the season, so... Not counting my chickens before they hatch yet. Oh, oh no, oh no. I'm not saying that you're going to win it. I'm just saying that you're in first. We're just about at the halfway point. You've got the all-star break next week. You know, you're looking good. I myself am not. I've had a, a bad turn of events in, in my head-to-head tout league. Uh, I think I told you I'm, um, was it two and six over the last eight weeks? Uh Despite scoring a fair amount of points, I keep running into the best team week after week in this format. So uh, I think I'm an eighth in that league, something like that, but uh, only a game out of the playoff contention. So I'm not dead yet, Dylan. I'm going to try to make some moves, make some things happen. That being said, uh, we got a new Robo Scout article up on the site this week. Um, thought this was an interesting one. I don't know if you want to touch on any of that. I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot. Um, but I thought there were some interesting names that you had uh, sort of highlighted now that we're getting a little bit deeper into the various complex league seasons. Yeah, I like uh, there's two things that are interesting. I like when the complex league and Dominican Summer League starts getting kind of deeper in and you get to find the real pop-ups, the real sleepers, the deep names that maybe weren't um, gracing a bunch of lists. You see how the guys with all the pre- the pre-hype, like uh, Rainer Arias, Sebastian Walcott, those guys, how they're doing, or um, are some kind of flopping. It's always interesting. So uh, a predominant part of the the article is about Complex League and, and Dominican Summer League. And then there's the guys where uh, I look at last 30 days, and because RoboScout's pretty, pretty robust, pretty sticky because of the regression it uses, um, you can actually get some pretty good, um, pretty good names. And so, like guys like Victor Barricado, um, Johan Rojas, guys who are hot in the last month, but maybe their hotness would be buried in the full season stats. Uh, you may not notice that they're doing so well. Austin Shenton, of course, as well. Um, and you get to see like Kobe Mayo being so hot as well. Like he's one of the hottest hitters in baseball. And um, 
maybe only one person's hotter and maybe we're touching on them later in this in this episode but uh yeah no another article coming up this week i have some names already i see some uh some dsl and complex themes that are uh doing quite well um this week so uh yeah look for that this week i'm also doing the dynasty 600 update plugging away at that hope to have that uh in the next week or so um a lot of movement as you can imagine ellie de la cruz yuri perez have have slightly moved upward in the rankings um so looking forward to releasing that as well yeah that's going to be a lot of fun i'm looking forward to uh seeing what you've been working on there myself um one guy i wanted to touch on here was actually somebody that i had missed last week um while i was uh sorry my my son came downstairs and uh, decided to say good night to me and was not wearing his hearing aids so I had to uh, kind of motion at him and say, hey, I'm, I'm on a podcast here. But anyway, um, this guy was promoted from AA earlier this week, um, was actually in the area last week, but I was kind of bounced around a couple of different games. And he sat in the game that I was going to, and then the next game, the next night, was canceled. Um, so didn't get an opportunity to see him again. I've seen him previously, but that is Colt Keith, Detroit Tigers prospect. He was promoted AAA played his first game while we were recording this on Wednesday, hit a home run in his first at bat. I think it was 102 miles per hour off the bat. Maybe it was like 430 feet, something like that. Might be exaggerating on the length, but I think I heard 430. But either way, uh, a bomb. He's notably one of my favorite position prospects in the game. Um, Definitely is for fantasy too. I was having a conversation with somebody last night with a couple of analysts actually and i was kind of bringing him up as like is this guy in the conversation for like that top 10 like positional prospect right now um especially when you look at just the underlying skills that's a ball skills he's got a low zone miss rate um you know chase rate is excellent because about 20 percent or so and he hits the ball really really hard consistently hard so he has good exit data like across the board with all the different metrics we look at so um kind of interesting what are your thoughts on cold keith uh, <clears throat> i really like cold keith he is number two on robo scout for double a so of all the players who played double a he's number two behind kobe mayo and he's the guy cold keith is the guy i'm talking about who's probably the hottest in the league he if you look at steamer um because they have it right there in front of you, his projections and Jordan Walker's projections are very close. And they're basically the same age. They're in their age 21 seasons. They're both kind of projected to peak at around 267, 340, um, 25 home runs, a few stolen bases. And I was trying to find a good, a, a good uh, analog to compare it to. And Manny Machado... I'm just looking at third baseman. Manny Machado in Steamer is projected to have a 120 WRC plus this year. He's having a bad season and he's in his age 30 season. So he's only going to go down from there. So it's kind of like Colt Keith and Jordan Walker are going to be what Manny Machado is projected to be, you know, this year, last year. So they have very high ceilings as you know, Jordan Walker does, but Colt Keith, I guess the whole point of this is I'm saying Colt Keith is like Jordan Walker and what people like about Manny Machado this year in redraft, that's what Colt Keith can be. He may be arguably better than Josh Young, who's 25. So, yeah, I think people are sleeping on Colt Keith. I know yeah, more, more raw power, I think, than Young, too. 
Yeah, I, I, I agree too. So yeah, I think Colt Keith is going to be quite high in the dynasty rankings I'm about to do. Um, he may even surpass Josh Young. I don't know yet, but he's in that ballpark. So yeah, Colt Keith's great. Great. Yeah, I think he hit a home run today in his first yes, triple A bat or whatever. Yeah, it was his first. <laughs> yeah, that was that was what I said in the opening, Dylan. I said uh, he hit a hit a home run in his uh, his first triple A bat. Actually, um, I guess the one thing I want to bring up because somebody said this, and uh, you know, I don't necessarily believe it, but I'll I'll throw out the devil's advocate take. How much does it concern you that he is a Tigers uh, hitting prospect, which we know it's not a great environment to hit in there in Detroit? Yeah, I mean, I guess that is true. Um, the like the steam projections and the projections I run are based on WRC plus, and so um, because he plays in Comerica, it's going to be it's going to be down a bit from what someone with the same WRC plus would have in in uh, Coors or Great American Ballpark, but. Yeah, I mean, they, they brought in the fences a bit too, right? And now sure. the Tigers also have a, a pretty good lineup starting to grow. Torkelson and Riley Green are starting to kind of get closer to what we thought they would be. Yeah, um, Green should be back soon. So, Green yeah. should be back soon. Um, so I'm not too I'm not too worried. It's it, It'll throttle some of his production, sure, but it's not going to be where he's like, this is someone you should avoid because the park is bad. Yeah, I think the bat plays clearly plays and will play, and uh, you know that's going to that's going to transcend any of the the park effects. I think. Yeah, no, totally, like absolutely, a hundred percent agree. Uh, but I did think it was at least uh, an interesting point just to add context to the conversation, and um, I I don't think it's a totally unreasonable reason to maybe avoid a Tigers hitting prospect until further notice. It's not something I subscribe to. Uh, I had Riley Green all over the place as a prospect. I got Cole Keith all over the place as a prospect. Um, another prospect that I have in quite a few places rostered um, and was disappointed a little bit in the early going, but I understand it's a young pitching prospect. Dylan, want to ask, have you uh, been paying attention to Grayson Rodriguez since he was demoted to AAA? I have. I haven't looked too hard at the StatCast data from uh, after his demotion but i have seen the superficial numbers i've seen the, the strikeout to walk rate i've seen he's been pretty dominant to be honest um i have him stashed in one of my nfbc leagues so that's why i've been paying attention um i'm looking forward to his return which i think must be imminent it must be you know in the next couple of weeks Brandon Fats back today, and so if Brandon Fats back, I think Grayson Rodriguez has to be back soon too. Um, maybe it'll be just right after the All Star break, but I'm really looking forward to it. I think he's going to pick up where he left off. At least that's what I'm hoping. Um, sure. I think he's just working out some kinks. Do, do you have uh, Do you have any insight on that? Yeah, no, I was kind of looking at the superficial data as well. The Statcast stuff has looked um, like Grayson. You know, I don't think there was any. Um, inconsistencies there it's just he uh he pitched again tonight he pitched pretty well um once again and that kind of you know continues this streak of really four good consecutive starts for him um at triple a but you know went six innings four hits uh, had two runs but only one earned one walk uh eight strikeouts did allow a home run as well um 
But prior to that, even coming into this game, it's three and over his last four starts in triple a 2.42 ERA 31 strikeouts to 11 walks over 22 innings um, has allowed what three homers now with the last one. Um, but you know, 341 fit 34.1% K rate, 12% walk rate. Um, so there's still, there's still some walks in there. Um, but you know, tonight was a better showing in, in that regard with only one walk. Uh, the Homer, obviously there's still some command stuff there, I think, but he's performing. It's good to see him getting deeper into games, throwing strikes, um, building back up. You know, I don't see any reason, you know, the Orioles wouldn't give him an opportunity. Um, just for the way that rotation looks. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I was, uh, I wanted to sort of bring it up because it was something that when he was struggling, I think it was right before the demotion, we had sort of discussed how you had to hold on to this one and, you know, really couldn't panic. And, and, and I think, you know, we're looking at a situation now where he could easily be back up in the major leagues within the next couple of weeks. Um, and maybe finds his groove. We've seen that before. I know I'm going back a few years here and this guy has since lost it, but I remember Jose Barrios sort of coming up the first time struggling with, I think it was the major league ball that he, he blamed it on, but whatever, you know, did some, some work in the side, figured out what it was and then came back up and was really good over the early going of his career when he was with the twins. So we've seen this movie before. It wouldn't shock me. We've seen lesser pitching prospects, which Barrios was, as good as a pitching pro of a prospect as he was, he wasn't Grayson uh, Rodriguez level. So, you know, I, I do think he could be somebody that could be back in this rotation um, fairly shortly. You know, we just, I, I don't know if they go to a six man, if, you know, they pull somebody out uh, <laughs> of the rotation that they have right now. That's obviously, you know, a question I can't answer, but you know, they do have Cole Irvin uh, in that. And, you know, I mean, come on. Cole Irvin has a, a what, uh, a 70 ERA right now. Um, and I don't think it's, I think it's like an eight FIP. So <laughs> I picked the nicer number. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't see any reason why, you know, Grayson couldn't potentially be up very shortly. So uh, yeah, and, agree with, agree with that. I mean, not, not including today's uh, performance, which I think you said eight strikeouts and in six innings or something. His swinging strike rate, Grayson Rodriguez swinging strike rate in AAA is higher than Gavin Williams was. And he has a higher ground ball rate. He has a higher swinging strike rate than Andrew Abbott had in AAA. Brandon Fat, JP France, I'm just naming AAA guys that came up. Louis Varland. Yeah. So he's he's still got the swing and miss on his stuff. I guess it's the matter to the, co the command, like you said, the higher walk rate. But, uh, you know, it looks like he's starting to get that in check. So... I'm looking forward to him coming back. I'm looking forward to him to be possibly a game changer in redraft for those who held on. Yeah, absolutely. Smart play by you, stashing him in the league that you have, man. Uh, agree with that. Um, why don't we take a quick break right now? We'll be right back. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. What I love about using Indeed is how it does a lot of that organizational work for me. I can sort through candidates. I can respond to them. I can schedule interviews all through Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses, including Baseball America, that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Baseball America. Just go to Indeed.com slash Baseball America right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Baseball America. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. All right, and we're back. This is a bigger conversation I wanted to kind of throw out there, Dylan. Um, we talked about who we thought was the most sort of underrated uh, fantasy prospect, you know, hitting prospect. We talked about that a little bit last week. I wanted to talk a little bit this week about a pitching prospect that has either caught your eye or Robo Scout's eye or both of your eyes, eyes, some sort of adjoined robotic suit that dylan's wearing whether it's got like an eye like terminator comes over um yeah i'm just rambling now but uh i want to see if there was any names that had gotten yours recently because uh christian scott is one for me um Mets pitching prospect he was a reliever actually uh at florida he's really broke out this year and looks really really interesting um but i wanted to hear you know if you had some names as well i could certainly dive into scott in a moment yeah for this one because I kind of talk about the guys that caught my eye in the weekly Rose Cut articles, I think I'm going to look at the complex league. And uh, there are two guys at the top. Um, Yimmy Presenal. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right for the Royals. He hasn't started a game, but each of his outings have basically been three to four innings. Um, he's just been filthy. He has a swinging strike rate of 47%. He's got a a K percentage of 48% with a walk percentage of 6%. Um, it's just dominant. Um, he's actually number one in, uh, in Robo Scout for the complex. And then there's also Reynaldo Yeen for the Dodgers. 
he is a pure reliever. He was in the Dominican Summer League last year. Um, he tops out at last year. He topped out at 100. I think he's topped out at 102 this year. Um, when you throw that hard, you're going to dominate the complex league, of course. Uh, he's got a slider as well. It's, it's uh, low mid 80s, um, but he's just he's dominating as well. His K minus BB percentage is like 54%. Um, it's basically one inning stints, um, but. I think his, his ERA is zero. His WHIP is like 0.25. It's 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 basically very dominant. He's a reliever, so you know maybe don't get too excited. But uh, yeah, those are two names. Jun Suk Shim of the Pirates. We've talked about him a couple times. He he hits 100. He's a 19 year old of the complex for the Pirates, uh, international signing. His K minus BB is off the charts too. So um, basically, those three guys have just been just been rendering the complex league hitters hapless as they just blow the, the their fastballs by them um but if you don't want someone who who's just you know pure filth um and possibly relief only there's uh, santiago suarez of the tampa bay rays he was on the marlins um i can't remember the trade but it was he went to the rays he's got you know all the starter kind of things you like good body good repeatable mechanics uh, a wide arsenal. Um, he, his his numbers on the face of it aren't out as dominant. He only has a thirty two percent K rate. Um, you know his his uh, swinging strike rate isn't as high as some of these other guys in the complex league. But he's eighteen. Um, Tampa Bay Rays know what they're doing in their development. So he's actually probably of those four names I talked about. He's probably the one that has the best chance of making it to the major leagues, um, especially as a starter. And so he's probably the name I would choose of those four I talked about. Santiago Suarez. Nice. Yeah. Um, very, very interesting stuff. But uh, yeah. And the name that I was going to bring up, as I said, was uh, was Christian Scott. Um, he's just been dominant, like really since he's come back. I think, you know, he missed the first month of the season. Um But, you know, overall across technically three levels, because he did have one very short appearance in high a um 38 innings 47 k's you know uh to six walks so the command has been pretty good um you know has by and large um limited hard contact keeps the ball on the ground he's a 50 percent plus ground ball rate guy um and just a, an overall, like, really interesting arsenal. Um, I think the Mets have done some stuff with him since he uh, since he left Florida. He ditched a two-seam. Now he's more of a four-seam guy. Um, you know, the, the shape on it is pretty good. Um, so he's a name that, you know, I think is very interesting and could be one that's sort of an underrated potential, you know, addition here in a variety of fantasy leagues. Um, sometimes it's guys like this that make a change and then sort of slowly creep up into relevancy. Um, he's in double A now. So this is a guy that, you know, it's kind of only like a call away. It's not too long. You know, he was a 2021 draft guy. So he's still got another year until he is uh little five eligible. But, you know, the Mets are might be desperate. If they make some trades, this could be a, a guy that, you know, a, a, a less talented team, um, an organization that might bring up some youth could potentially trade for. 
And maybe this is a guy that we see in the major leagues by the end of the season, August or September or something like that. Um, but I think he's very interesting that, you know, the, the swing and miss and K numbers sort of uh, speak for themselves. Um, you know, it, I think he's had what 32, 33% K rate throughout the season with like a, a sub 5% walk rate um, and hasn't been like overly lucky in terms of his like left on base rate and, you know, uh, betting average on balls and play, et cetera, stuff like that. So the underlying numbers are really good, you know, over his entire season's FIP is 2.02. It's actually lower than his 2.58 ERA. So kind of goes to show you how well Scott has been pitching. I think this is a name that's going to come up for sure. It's actually somebody that uh, I think Nate, Nate Handy had uh, put me on to him earlier in the season. It's like, hey, I think this guy might be a breakout. And uh, then watched a couple starts and was pretty impressed. And Matt Eddie, you know, who covers our, red, uh, our, our Reds, our Mets coverage on the site was like, hey, Christian Scott, definitely a name that you want to know. So uh, that's the guy that I wanted to bring up. Um, I suppose there could be others <laughs> that well, I, I throw out there as well. I just wanted to add, like his, his performance in – you know, just over 12 innings, I guess. I, I don't know how, how up-to-date my, my numbers are here. Maybe there was a, 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 stat, a start I've missed. But his numbers at 24 in AA uh, fa- are very, very favorable and compare very favorably to Gavin Williams at 23, age 23 mm-hmm. in AA. Their K percentage, walk percentage, K-minus walk percentage, whip for both like 0.63. The swing strike rates are very close. But the difference is Christian Scott, like you said, is a ground ball machine. He has a over 50% ground ball rate. Gavin Williams was 21% when he was in double A. And mm-hmm. he's actually been unluckier than Gavin Williams, as you said about the left on base. His left on base was like 75% compared to Gavin Williams, which was 80%. So I'm not saying he's Gavin Williams, but I'm saying if you just looked at face value at double A, their performances this year, uh, Christian Scott actually would probably project to have a better peak than Gavin Williams, just based on this this short stint that he's had so far in Double A. So I think that's a great call, and I think it's these guys who have just who start their seasons late, who haven't accrued the innings, and so you haven't heard their names as like you know they're leading their their level in strikeouts and things like that, or this guy's got promoted because he's dominating. Those guys stay under the radar. So like the Christian Scotts because they've only thrown you know just under twelve innings or. Or, you know, Kate Horton started the season a bit late. Noah Schultz, who's just starting to pitch late. These are guys who, you know, your your league mates may not be totally on. Maybe Kate Horton and Noah Schultz, they would be. They're just waiting. But um, it's a, the, the performances are so new that it's, it's uh, that you can maybe sneak them before, uh, before their true value kind of becomes apparent. Yeah, no, I think, uh, I think you're right there for sure, you know. Um... Another name that I'll uh, I'll throw out there as well that I that I absolutely love. Actually, a couple are uh, Spencer Araghetti. Um, I know I think we've talked about him on previous podcasts. He's a guy that moved up on the Astros rankings. I think he's going to continue to do so. He's pitched really well in a very difficult hitting or pitching environment uh, in the Texas League in Corpus Christi, where it's fairly shallow down the lines. Um, you know, since May first, sub two ERA over that period of time. He's got 66 uh, strikeouts to 16 walks over 46 innings since the first uh, of May. Um, he's right there with Chase Hampton over that period. Another guy that we like a lot, but I don't want to keep on beating the the Chase Hampton drum to to death as he's pitched fairly well. One guy I want to bring up that I had seen 
earlier in May when I went up to New York City, went up to Brooklyn, and I caught you know four, uh, three or four games um, against Aberdeen there and Jackson Holiday, if if you recall, saw a pitcher by the name of uh, Alex Pham, just like Tommy Pham last name. I think they had gotten a later round, I think, out of the University of San Francisco. He pitched really well that day. He's performed really well across a couple of levels now. Um, over 43 innings pitched, 62 strikeouts to 18 uh, walks with a 1.88 ERA since the beginning of May. He's another really sort of uh, exciting name there that I'm looking at as somebody, uh, you know, missing a lot of bats, performing really well. Um, of course, you know about. Uh, Cole Phillips, and I think, did we talk about uh, Wilkel Gonzalez last week or or no? Wil- nope. Wilkelman Gonzalez last week. I just get this name all the time. Um, he's another guy that's been absolutely tearing it up since the beginning of May. He's 5-0 and over his last nine starts, 2.89 ERA, 43.2 innings pitched, 73 strikeouts. He's second in the minor leagues since the beginning of May in strikeouts behind just Cole Phillips. Uh, 21 walks as well. Only four home runs allowed. Those are really, really exciting numbers from uh, Wilkerman. So I think he's another guy that could potentially be moving up, um, you know, over the next co- couple of uh, of weeks as we, you know, sort of slightly rearrange our rankings uh, in our team lists. So, yeah, Gonzalez is definitely a name that um, I think is, uh, is pretty exciting as well. I don't know if... Uh, how are these guys showing up on, on RoboScout? I would imagine probably pretty well. Yeah, so high A, Wilkelman Gonzalez is 11th. He, everything you said is obviously popping. Um, he does have a high walk rate on the season. Um, it's in double digits, and so that is kind of throttling his value back a bit. Um, that's Wilkelman Gonzalez. But uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, the K rate... 37%, uh, good swinging strike rate, etc. He's only 21. So yeah, he's good. Um, so he was 11th, I said. Alex Pham is just below. He's at 19. Um, above Drew Thorpe of uh, the Yankees, who's been getting some buzz, and just below Carson Ragsdale and Yu Min Lin, who have also been getting some uh, some uh I guess Twitter sphere mentions. Um, so yeah, they're all kind of top top twenty pitchers in high A. Um, I mean, and they're in the other people in the top twenty in top twenty in high A are Chase Hampton, Kate Horton, AJ Smith Shaver for his brief stint, um, Chase Petty, Marco Raya, Tink Hentz, Ronan Kopp. So these are you know a who's who of of kind of the guys getting a lot of buzz um, yeah. as pitchers. So. Yeah, Alex Pham kind of lost in that and didn't realize how well he was doing. His walk rate's a bit high too. It's uh, just above 10% as well, but uh, yep. you know, he's getting a lot of whiffs, like he said. And his, his stuff plus uh, is, is pretty good too. Yeah, he was, uh, he was just an interesting name that I wasn't familiar with. I think I have some video up on Twitter too. If you uh, uh, search Alex Pham, you'll find him up there. I'm sure he's uh, there as well. The, the other one that I wanted to bring up too guess we're really hyping up some some Mets guys here is uh Tyler Stewart Tyler Stewart has pitched really well so far this season uh with Brooklyn he's made 12 starts uh 62 innings uh 1.44 
ERA, 78 strikeouts to 20 walks over that that time period. I don't know how uh, he's showing up on Robo Scout as well, but uh, Stewart is a is a really interesting one. He looks like he could potentially be uh, a legitimate breakout. You know, I know he's uh, 23, going to be 24, so he's a little bit older, but the numbers are good. Um, the control numbers have been good too, so I would imagine he shows up highly. Uh, he's actually not that high. I'm trying to find him. I'm scrolling down. I passed Christian Scott's high A uh, numbers. Sorry, let me just do this filter here. Uh, oh, there he is. He is looks like a eightieth. Uh, wow! Just behind uh, Blade Tidwell. Wow! Really? Yeah, I I'm, I think it's because he's a bit uh, older. Robo Scout likes uh, the younger guys, obviously, because so, uh, you know their aging curves will have their peaks higher and stuff. Sure, of course. Um, so I think a 23-year-old should be more, or RoboScout would like a 23-year-old to be more dominant at high A um, in order to really pop and be considered a, a premium prospect. But uh, You'd have to have a, a zero ERA over 62 innings. <laughs> exactly. Something like that. He's 6'9", RoboScout. Give him a break. It takes those guys a little longer to get it all together. But uh <laughs> He's had a he's had a pretty big jump and hadn't really you know he was a um uh, a six rounder last year so he didn't have a whole lot of pro experience either so um I'm not scared off by the age here so much I think this is a a very interesting one and a potential potential breakout there's whiffs um there's ground balls as well so yep. he's somebody that uh I don't know Dylan's is a guy that's a player that caught my eye so to speak if that's that's okay by you. I'm uh, kind of interested in, in Tyler Stewart and uh, the fact that he's uh, six foot nine and you know out there competing and throwing strikes and getting outs and you know the whole nine. And the I mean, you know, it's, not like, it's not like he doesn't have stuff. I mean, like it's not the craziest stuff on earth, but um, you know, ninety three to ninety five, touch ninety six. Um, it's kind of a a funky fastball shape because of his arm slot, but uh, you know, interesting slider. It's kind of kind of an interesting pitch mix. Not huge stuff, but he's executing with it. And it's not like he throws soft. So yeah, I don't so, know, Dylan. Might be have, uh, might be a little bit of an off the radar guy for us. Do you have him higher or lower than Blade Tidwell? I think I'd have him higher than Tidwell, just in terms of like starting. I saw Tidwell. I've done some work on Tidwell, and I just I, it's fine. Um, it's really powerful stuff. It's not like it's, you know, crazy shape or anything like that. Um, I worry about the command a little bit. It's really violent delivery, et cetera. So sort of there you go. I'd have them higher. I, I was setting you up for that. I, I had a yeah. feeling you'd say that. And uh, I wanted to get you your bordering on hot take that Tyler Stewart's ahead of Blake Tidwell. Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe that's a hot take, but I think I uh, I think I prefer Tyler Stewart, <laughs> frankly. Um, like I said, I know it's not crazy, crazy stuff, but he throws hard enough that I'm still interested. And uh, like I said, sort of an interesting arm slot, all that sort of thing that uh, makes these guys tick. So some interesting pitching prospects, actually, in the Mets system right now, and you, you factor in Mike Bassel and some others. So there we go. Um, and now Coleman Crow in that in the Eduardo Escobar yeah, trade. That's right. <laughs> That's right. They acquired Coleman Crow. So 
that was kind of an interesting uh interesting little trade wonder how coleman crow's gonna look in uh in binghamton when he doesn't have the ride ball any longer and uh what the impact is going to be that would be an interesting uh topic to potentially look at any other pitching prospects or names that you wanted to highlight um you know non-complex guys you wanted to highlight (laughs) you don't like my complex guys no, I do. I do. I was just trying to switch it up, man. You know, throw 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 the people uh, a different type of a bone, a little different flavor. We gave them chocolate, giving them, you know, a little strawberry. I'm trying to look here. Uh, what do I have? Let's see double A, but some names here that I haven't really touched on. I did mention Connor Cook uh, a couple weeks back. You, you tweeted about him as well, uh, yeah. a reliever for the Jays who's – whose stuff is kind of filthy. Um, another reliever I'm talking about here. So maybe not the most fantasy relevant, but I think someone who's going to make an impact for the major league team at some point in the next year or so, um, and maybe in a high leverage role. Um, he, even though he's a, a reliever and relievers in RoboScout get a ding because you know their K rates and stuff are kind of artificially inflated because they can just air it out. Um, he's still like just behind Ben Brown and ahead of Gavin Williams, the Gavin Williams I keep talking about today. Um, so he's someone who's very interesting. He's only 23. Um, his strikeout rate is, you know, 45%. His, his walk rate's 10%. Um, but, yep. you know, if you're a reliever, that'll work. Um, so, yeah, he's someone whose stuff is is really popping that I really like that uh, maybe isn't so on the radar for everyone. Um, there's also Jacob Lopez, who has been in the AA mm. top ranks for a while, but he's been in AAA for a while and hasn't really done as well. But he looked pretty good there in AA. Um, and he may make it up to the uh, to the Major League Club at some point this year, the way the Rays are, are churning bullpen arms in and out of their Major League Club. Um, but yeah, I, I think those are some other names that maybe are a bit off the radar from uh robo scout jacob lopez for the rays and connor cook for the jays yeah i like connor cook a lot i think he can be an elite reliever one of the better relievers uh in baseball within a couple of years i I think his stuff is that good had a conversation with an analyst this weekend that uh kind of echoed that those same sentiments they this particular analyst thought this guy was uh a potential standout and like you know might be somebody that's going to be asked about in trades coming up with Toronto. Um, I'm going to get a look at Isaac Coffey actually tomorrow. Uh, he's going toe to toe with Chad Dallas, who's kind of been a bit of a pop up this year. I know neither are these standout star arms or anything, but guys who have performed this year who are in the upper minors that, you know, maybe they got a chance. So I'm always interested to catch a, a couple of new arms that have been putting up numbers. You know, Adam Klofstein, I'll see the the following day, another guy that's been putting up some numbers. So I'll also see Marcelo Mayer, uh, Dylan. So this is my first actual full look at Marcelo Mayer. And then the following week, I'm going to see him out in the Futures game, which, of course, is coming up. Uh, we'll be out there with some live coverage. We're going to have a live prospect pad. So we're going to actually be streaming the prospect pad for the entire six hours, interviews with prospects. We have JJ, we have Jen Brown of, uh, UFC and a bunch of other sporting event stuff. I think she's a two-time sports Emmy winner. She's actually going to be involved in this too. So 
I'm looking yeah. forward to Seattle. It's going to be interesting to be out there for the draft too. Uh, the plan is that we are going to have uh, Carlos on probably early next week. So it might be, you know, a little bit more of a, uh, this comes out on a Thursday, the next podcast comes out on a Tuesday sort of situation, but we're going to have Carlos on to talk a little draft coming up to the draft, leading up to the draft, maybe some of the top FYPD names to know Dylan. Uh, I think that could potentially be interesting too. Anything you want to sort of add here, any, any topics you wanted to discuss, anything like that. Otherwise we can wrap this sucker up. No, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the, uh, the all-star break, the draft, the prospect pad, all that stuff. Futures game. That is sort of baseball America's bread and butter. That's their, the climax of the season almost. <laughs> um, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and having Carlos on, on our podcast is going to be fire as well with all his uh, draft insights. So really yeah. looking forward to that. that is that going to be 4th of July uh, that we release that? So it's going to be a real celebration. Yeah, that's true. That would be 4th of July, wouldn't it? So I don't know. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll, maybe we'll hold it off until next Thursday too. Maybe, uh, maybe Thursday becomes our day, but you know, I don't know. We could of course release it on Wednesday. We'll figure it out. I don't know. <laughs> Dylan, I don't think about these things. I just show up and I talk. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I am uh, Jeff Ponce. He is Dylan White. This was the baseball America fantasy prospect podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, like, rate, subscribe, tell your friends, download it, you know, whatever else you want to do with it. But uh, we appreciate your listening and your support. Cheers. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.